Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What was your reaction to Ryan Pohl saying he did not contact Jim Harbaugh and... We're going with that. Incomplete explanation. I think that it was awkward. I give Mark Potash a lot of credit for asking the question. Everybody wanted to know. You're sitting three feet away from the guy whose job you just endorsed, but you may have explored his replacement anyway. They're going with Matt. They never called Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if that meant they didn't check through back channels if Jim Harbaugh were interested or available, but had to be asked. It was answered. It was very abrupt and awkward, and they wanted to move on. And I think everybody probably should. Those of us who wanted Jim Harbaugh in Chicago, who understood uh, what he represents and how good of a coach he is, and wanted Kevin Warren to take the big swing and you know try to realize those dreams that he talks about, we're a little disappointed, but I understand it. Ryan Poles didn't have to explain it because he was sitting next to the guy that he believes in. Do you believe him? Are they lying to us? David, you just talked about back channels. Also found it interesting that um, and disappointing to a little bit that Kevin Warren said, we know, we know Matt. Oh, okay. So you, you, but you also, he knows, he knows Jim Harbaugh. There was a lot of, there was a lot written, a lot talked about that part of the dream of Jim Harbaugh becoming the next Bears head coach was Kevin Warren was going to be the problem. Kevin Warren and Jim Harbaugh didn't get along when they were in the Big Ten together. So he knows Jim Harbaugh, so maybe Kevin Warren squashed it and said not even an option to Ryan Poles. Maybe that was something else. But I think while I think Ryan Poles does a very nice job up there, I think he could have done a better job where he could have said, I know you're going to ask me about looking outside of Hallis Hall for the next head coach for the Chicago Bears. That didn't happen. I'm 100% behind the guy to my right, and that's Matt Eberflus. See, that's the answer I was looking for. Wasn't Eberflus to his left? <laughs> I'm sure he was, just to correct me, but right. I'm making a joke. Um, look, it, 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 it's, um, it's a criminal offense if he didn't find out what Harbaugh thought about it and what the price would be. And what, you know, you're telling me that you had already made the decision going into the thing that we're definitely staying with Matt Eberflus. This is working. That tells me that you like your job and you like having people answer to you or talk to you about everything as opposed to bringing in someone who may do a better job and who may want your job while doing it. And I don't blame them for that, 
But if you're not looking around the landscape and trying to figure out who's going to be available, you know, part of your job as a general manager is to have a list in your pocket in case Nick Saban retires on you. You better know that's coming, and you better anticipate that uh, that something is going to happen, especially in a year where coaches seem to disappear for reasons that hell is all that made no sense. I, I hope he has a list, and I hope he knows what he's looking for. Um, I, I would have contacted everybody. I mean, there are back channels. There are ways of doing it. But if you didn't take enough time to figure out what the alternatives were, then you really weren't doing your job. Who's his agent? Trace Armstrong. You know how this works. The agents can talk yeah, to agents exactly. and figure it out. Don Yee can talk to Trace yes, Armstrong and yes. figure out what exactly we're looking at here. And Trace Armstrong can communicate that to his client in Chicago. And you know what? He can plausibly deny ever having contacted Harbaugh. Who is uh, who is Matt Eberflus's agent? Mm, <laughs> Trace Armstrong. Yeah. So that, that isn't that a conflict of interest? And is he allowed to be a better agent to uh, to one guy than the other? Wouldn't it be incumbent upon him to uh, to say something? Yes. I'm sorry. What do we got? Well, we have Adam Schefter breaking in on ESPN. Breaking news on the score. Brought to you by. BetQL, smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Bill Belichick and the Patriots agree to mutually part ways. Well, yeah. <laughs> curiouser and curiouser. The headlines keep coming. I'm telling you. So we got we got Belichick. We got uh, the, uh, the, the, like, Belichick, let's be honest. If you're putting together a Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches, he's on it. Ditto Nick Saban for college coaches. And, by the way, Pete Carroll, the oldest coach uh, in the in the NFL right now, but out in Seattle. That's a really interesting group of people. And one of the best coaches and examples of making the leap from college to the NFL. He, that guy. Jimmy Johnson, Pete Carroll. Nobody guy, did it better. That guy could be on a Mount Rushmore of that. <laughs> exactly. And, and, Today I get a. Positive question from you is a day that's I'm gonna be happy. And, and oh, by the way, we have a little bit more breaking news in the chat for you guys. Oh no! Don't do that to us. Uh, can't you just say it? <laughs> I'm be- sure I wanted you to say it, but oh, the Bears are going to be playing in London in 2024 officially. Whoa! Well, at least they're not going to be playing in Brazil. Will the game in London? Does that mean that uh, that Cairo Santos could miss that because he's in Brazil? <laughs> the, bigger, gonna, the bigger question is, and, 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 and I that's got to be a Bears yet. home game. That's got to be because the Bears, it's the NFC year. I think that they would not give the Bears an extra home game. I think the Bears will be the home team in that. If if I'm well, that's my, just a guess. That's my question. I knew that, it was that, coming. That's the biggest question to me as a Bears fan. Is that a is that a game that won't be played at Soldier Field next year? Yes, because. You've got what nine of your games are road game or home games, and you got eight on the road. So you could even that up. That's what they usually do. Is if you have an extra home game and you're going to Europe, it's it's on your dime. No Vikings at home next year. They'll be in Europe. Do you believe Matt Eberflus? When he said, oh, I'm sorry. Did you like hearing Justin Fields get multiple votes of confidence from polls and Eberflus yesterday? I did think Justin got better. 
I think he can lead this team. Um, but at the same time, there's a unique situation where I have to look and our staff has to look at everything. Will that feed both sides of this field's argument? What will the Bears ultimately do, keep him or replace him? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they're going to replace him, and I think that it was nice the way they did that. They also said that, you know, they loved that the players were behind him, and they said that they can't, that they can't let emotion get involved in the decision. Again, this is a math problem. This is nothing against Justin Fields. They treated him with respect. And maybe they they um, maybe they uh, end up ultimately um, deciding that that uh, that he is the guy. They don't like something about uh, Caleb Williams, but I would imagine that that uh, they're going to use the first pick. Anyway. My opinion. I believe that um, they're going to end up holding on to Justin Fields. They're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to bring a quarterback in, but it's not necessarily going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. You're choosing chaos. Yes. Okay. Because that would be chaotic. Look, they said everything that was respectful of Justin Fields and the support that he has garnered in that locker room. And that was smart because players want this quarterback back. Fans certainly do. But I think that when you say you're going to remove emotion from the equation, you're saying that for a reason, because it's necessary. And you're saying that because you know that that's what you're going to have to do. Because you understand, based on the football consensus, that there is a elite quarterback there to be taken with the number one overall pick. And that's likely the direction you're headed. Barring barring anything drastic being revealed during the pre-draft process, which is still in play which is still very possible. So you're trying to strike a balance that's very difficult to strike. You're trying to thread a needle that just can't just so. And Ryan Poles, for the first time in addressing that part of it publicly, I thought did a nice job. It's not an easy position to be in, but it is an enviable one. You also have to maintain for the trade market uh, the, the illusion, perhaps, that you love this quarterback and you want to keep him potentially – because you want to make it seem like it's hard for you to part with him. So it does keep the trade value high. So I thought he did a nice job, and he was respectful, and he gave Justin Fields that kind of uh, respect that he has earned. We'd have to wait and see. We'd have to see where it is, but, uh, I mean, yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good question. 
Do you believe Matt Eberflus when he said it was his decision to move on from the OC, Luke Getze? You know, the growth and development of the, of the offense, you know, to me, uh, needed to be uh, better than what it was. Believe uh, Matt Eberflus? I don't really, to be honest with you. I, I think that head coaches are loyal to a fault. And I think that if Matt Eberflus had his druthers, he could talk himself into the idea of bringing Getty back because football coaches live in a bunker and, and they see things uh, that the rest of us maybe don't always see. And so I think his loyalty to Luke Getze um, probably clouded his judgment. And I think he had to be talked into this. And I think that there was a uh, – that might have explained why this took – as long as it took to get to the podium and explain it. But he came around because I think he was persuaded to come around. I don't know if his job was in jeopardy or if Kevin Warren got involved and said, you got to get rid of somebody because we can't have the status quo and talk about big dreams and Super Bowls and all of that by bringing back the same staff that went, you know, seven and 10 with the bottom 10 offense and all of the questions about the play calling. So, I think that Matt Eberflus, like a lot of head coaches around the league, probably was persuaded uh, strongly to get rid of his play caller. And, oh, by the way, fire the rest of the staff too, but keep the offensive line coach, which is interesting. We'll get into that detail later. But the offensive coordinator that you're trying to attract, having him inherit an offensive line coach isn't the most ideal situation. No. Can I, because, can I say breaking news? Because or? no. We have breaking news. Uh, this is according to Tom Pelissario. The Bears requested an interview with Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron for their offensive job, per source. With Pete Carroll out, Seattle's assistants are now available. Chicago moving quickly after making a change. And breaking news on the score is... Presented by BetQL, will smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Is that three breaking news? Pretty good. Thank you, BetQL. Yeah, I don't think that was just Matt Eberflus's decision. I remember the, the video that was floating around. We're doing this over and over and over again. You could read the lips of the general manager, Ryan Poles, up in the, uh, the box that he watches games at. He's not a fan of Luke Getze. And I don't know who's a fan. I also believe that uh, Justin Fields had a role in Luke Getze no longer being the uh, OC of the Bears. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I met Iberflus. You, you do what you have to do to protect your job. So there's a little, uh, you know, CYA going on. Guy got launched, and you want to take credit for it because otherwise it looks like you weren't on board with the decision or you weren't the one that is calling the shots on his own staff. You know, thank you for that question. Oh, you're welcome. We're here for you. How would you characterize Kevin Warren's role in the process after hearing from the Bears president? What was your impression of his message? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of working on that. I think he said a lot, and he didn't say a lot. I think he wants you to know that he's super competitive and that he expects the Bears to win a year from now. He didn't say that, but he said it. He talked about teams in the playoffs. It sounds like, without saying it, the coach has got to win and get to the playoffs if he wants to keep his job. 
And um, I find that really odd timing, frankly. I, I liked what he said about the city of Chicago. I don't know if that was a threat to Arlington Heights. They still own the property there. Um, that's probably the place they'll end up. But it's nice to hear nice things about Chicago. I think he's involved in every single little thing that happens up at Hallis Hall. Everything. There is nothing. There is nothing too small. Um, and if you're watching the Bear right now, everybody's talking about it. But it's one of these like when a decision is made, call me. So like, there's no decision too small that you need to run by Kevin Warren. It happens in a lot of businesses. There's a lot of micromanaging going on. I think when you talk about the president's role in this uh, off-season project or plan, I think he's involved in every aspect of it. I think you're right, Dustin. I think the offensive staff being cleaned out, except for Chris Morgan, probably um, was something that Kevin Warren was involved in nudging the coaching staff to do, Matt Eberflus, and maybe even Ryan Poles. I wonder what he thought about retaining the head coach and if that was – a nod to Ryan Poles, who I think wanted to retain Matt Eberflus. I don't know where Kevin Warren stands on Matt Eberflus, despite the rhetoric yesterday. Yesterday, the rhetoric was lofty. It maintained that kind of lofty status that he always brings to the to the microphone. But there's theoretical and then there's practical. I don't know that I, I don't know. It was the first time, as I said, that I listened to Kevin Warren and kind of it was. There were some eye rolling moments. Because you, on one hand, talk about dreaming of all of the great things that you want to accomplish. And let's be honest here. They brought back a coach that's 10 and 24. If you were swinging big, that's not the way you do it. And it was, there were a few of those moments. The biggest news, I think, was the inclusion or the reminder that Chicago is very much in play for the next stadium site. I don't know how much I believe it. I still think that it's a leverage play, and Arlington Heights remains probably the odds-on favorite, but it was intentional, and when he wants to send a message, he knows how to send one strongly. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.